Good morning, Springbrook. So good to be together again. And I especially want to thank those of you who are guests for coming today. We just love to have guests in our family. Uh, maybe you came from a postcard or maybe you came from a friend who invited you or internet or driving by. Well, we just want to thank you that you're here. And we want to hope you have a great time. And we've got brownies for you after the service. Brownies. Sugar. Yeah. Something to look forward to. <laughs> In fact, we, we turned 19 last uh, Sunday. And so we've been delivering brownies for 19 years. In fact, in the early days, I used to make the brownies and deliver the brownies. But you don't have to worry. Uh, I'm not a part of that process anymore. So really, it's safe to eat. It's safe to eat. (laughs) But it's so good uh, to have you. Yeah, we had a great time last Sunday celebrating our anniversary uh, together. Uh, I see uh, Fred there. He was our magic guy and did a great job. And uh, we had a bouncy house. So hopefully your kids got all their energy out. And they were just so dead tired when they came home. That worked. That was our plan. Uh, We had great food. Oh, yeah. And uh, the best thing was just talking with each other. Talking with each other as friends. Meeting new people. The church is the most unique organization on earth where you have people from all the different age levels and all the different other type of levels that we have in society where we can come together and be one in the Holy Spirit. Well, today is the day when we start our new series, Soul Detox. Now, this is a church-wide series. There's always a value when the teenagers and the adults and people in small groups are studying the same thing. So we're going to be doing that over the next five weeks. So Craig Groeschel is uh, just a gifted pastor and written many books, and uh, we're going to be using his series. So this is his book. Uh, It's uh, $15, and this is his Workbook for it, that's $10, and so we'll be using those as tools in our small group. And I would just really encourage you, if you're not in a small group, do whatever you can to get into one. Just make things work, because when you become involved in a small group, that's when you start to feel connected. That's when you start to build those relationships. That's when you maybe find another friend, uh, spend more time with. Small groups are now open for this series. And please, please sign up today. So again, I'll be uh, teaching Craig Groeschel's message, uh, messages. And uh, again, the small group, the teens are also doing this particular Material, and it's great material. I read it. Well, what in the world is soul detox anywhere? We hear about detoxing our bodies, but what about detoxing our souls? In fact, the tagline for this series is 
Clean living in a contaminated world. Clean living in a contaminated world. Now here's something you really have to understand. Now usually when you think about yourself, you think about your body. Well, hair, face, heart, mind, that type of thing. You think about your body. Well, the body is important, but there's something even more important than that. And that is your soul. That is the essence of who you are. And when you die, your body will be gone. And your soul will live forever somewhere. That's how important the soul is. We don't hear a lot of soul talk today. Remember soul train. No. People don't talk about the soul. About who we are inside and what, uh, what makes us the person that we are to be. I was talking with somebody at the last service. That's why it's so important to gather together as a family, on a regular basis, because we're always reminding ourselves about what life is really about, right? Our souls, our relationship with God. So the body is it's more of a covering for the soul. It's, you know, something where you can put the soul. <laughs> and you got to remember... You're not a body with a soul, but you're a soul with a body. You're not a body with a soul, but you're a soul with a body. I mean, you think about that and maybe write that down and read it again and again. And then it starts coming together. It's like, wow, you know, my soul is the most important thing, and I don't give a lot of attention to it maybe sometimes. Well, that's what we're going to be focusing on during this Soul Detox series. Uh, Craig Groeschel talks about uh, how he grew up in a family where both his mom and dad smoked. And it was just, you know, everybody smoked back in that day. But... They didn't realize, of course, that the secondhand smoke was affecting the children just as much. And so he suffered because of his parents. Those parents didn't know that at the time. But it's the secondhand smoke of this culture that gets into our souls. We come together. And we worship, small groups, quiet time with God to nurture our souls. But every day we're contaminated by the world, by what we see on TV, the Internet, what we witness, people at work or friendships, school. I mean, it's just a lot of secondhand smoke out there, okay? And so that's why we need to be diligent 
about keeping our soul clean. Now, when you become a Christ follower, you receive a transformed soul, a soul that's been (laughs) renewed by God. And again, that's why we have to keep it safe. We need to protect it. Today we're going to talk a little about the restless soul. The restless soul. I think you'll all be able to relate as we talk about this. How many have two boys? Two sons in the family? All right. Do they ever fight? It's a stupid question, right? Well, we're, we're taking you all the way back to the beginning. Cain and Abel, the first two brothers, and the issue that they had. God said, hey, bring me a sacrifice that will please me. And Abel brought the right type of sacrifice, and Cain didn't. So God accepted Abel's sacrifice, but not Cain's. And Cain was angry. Oh, mercy. He was filled with bitterness and rage, and he took the life of his brother. The first two kids on the planet. <laughs> oh my. And Cain received a punishment for that. We read in Genesis four, eleven through twelve. And God says, Now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, It shall no longer yield to you its strength. Way to go, Cain. God put the curse on the ground because of Cain. So when you're working out in the garden or if you're a farmer and it's so much hard work, you can thank Cain. He cursed the ground because of what Cain did. It shall no longer yield to its strength. You shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Wander also means a restless one. You had a restless soul. You had a restless life because of his sin. And friends, often we have restless souls. Our soul continues to search for satisfaction. So many people out there are chasing different things. They're searching and searching and searching and not finding. They're interested in everything, but they're satisfied by nothing. The RPMs of their soul are going really, really fast, and they they just don't know how to slow it down. Their soil, their soul is, uh, you know, just building up tension. Turmoil in the soul because they can't find what they want. They can't find what they need. Came across now. How many are uh, how many are Blackhawk fans? Any Blackhawk fans up there? Okay, all right. How many are familiar with American authors? Uh, uh, go big or go home. That song? Okay. 
It's a fun song. But <laughs> the lyrics is interesting. Uh, go big or go home. Don't feel like going home. No, I won't do that to you. Don't feel like going home, but all my cash is gone. Yeah, I got nothing to do tonight. I'm passed out on the floor up in the hotel bar, but it doesn't matter because I'm feeling fine. Well, he must be sleeping. <laughs> I feel fine. Let me go to the next slide. I think, I'm thinking life's too short. It's passing by. And everyone in this subdivision and subdivisions around us are thinking about the shortness of life. And how are they going to satisfy themselves? Some are just new, you know, out of college, married. Oh, there's so many things to satisfy, but as years go by, it's empty, right? So if I'm going to go at all, go big or go home. Go big. That's what our society says, right? Go big in everything you do. Next slide. I gave the dice a roll, and then we lost control. And no, we're lucky that we survived. Because when we jumped that ship, oh man, that boat had flipped. But we should do it all again tonight. That's crazy, right? And people do crazy things to try to satisfy their soul. Look at the next slide. Giving my body all the things I need. Now, isn't that the message of our culture? I should be able to fill my needs, even though it might hurt other people, because it's all about me. Rescue me with a little whiskey. Staying out, don't need no sleep. I'll sleep when I'm dead. You can bury me. So you see the idea like, this is it. you got to go big, because you only have so much time on this earth, and when you're dead, you're dead. No belief in a soul there. The next slide. I guess I'm going home. Because all my cash is gone. I spent it all trying to feel alive. When I first heard that lyric, I said, wow. Doesn't that describe our culture? We're spending all kinds of money. All kinds of time. To satisfy our souls. And you always come up empty. Go big or go home. It's getting crazy. We're going to do some things that we won't forget. Go big or go home. I'm going crazy. I'm going to live my life. I got no regrets. Doesn't that song so beautifully typify the American mindset? There's no talk about a soul. There, how about meeting my needs and having fun and spending money so I can feel that satisfaction? Well, I'll tell you, as all of you know, that satisfaction is short-lived. Now, let me ask you a question. I want you to really think about this. Honestly, think about it, okay? Uh, what is the state of your soul? Close your eyes as you think about this. What is the state of your soul today? Is it restless? Is it searching? Is it wanting more? 
Maybe your soil, soil that is, is in turmoil because of a relationship, because of kids, because of illness or a loss of a loved one. Yeah. And so they probably a lot of us have that restlessness in our souls. God wants to bring us rest. God doesn't want us to live in that way with restless souls all our lives because He wants to, for us to find our satisfaction in Him. Psalm 62.1 Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from Him. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. From Him comes my salvation. Let's read that top line together. Truly, my soul finds rest in God. Say it again. Truly, my soul finds rest in God. Are you looking for rest today? Not for your body, but for your soul. Well, it only can be found in God. You say, well, that's too easy an answer. <laughs> it's true. Now, it's a little harder to do than other things people try to do to get satisfied. You really have to be disciplined at it in terms of spending time alone with God. But I tell you, as you develop that discipline... It becomes so meaningful and and feeds your soul and comforts you. Jesus had a beautiful invitation, Matthew 11, 28 and 29. Come to me, Jesus says, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Wow. That's comforted my heart before. What an invitation. Come to me. I want to help you. I want to give you rest. I want to satisfy your needs. All you who are weary and burdened. Are you weary and burdened today? Uh, Chris came up today and Alberta, her mother, uh, passed away on Friday. And so our heart goes out to you and your sister as well. So painful. So painful. But it's great to know that she's in heaven. In fact, Chris reminded me that two, how old was your mother? 83. So two years ago when she was 81, she came to a newcomer's gathering. And I had the great privilege of leading her to Jesus Christ. (laughs) And now... Because of that simple decision, she is in heaven today. Let's praise God for that, huh? Now that is the power of the gospel. That's what everybody needs to hear. What Jesus can do in their lives. 
We're going through this series, and I would encourage you to pick up some postcards and just let people know. So many times we're reserved in telling other people about spiritual things. And I understand that that's normal, but friends, we're talking about what direction a person's soul goes when they die. Your neighbors, your co-workers, soccer moms, right? That is so important. And that is our mission here, to tell people about Jesus and then to train them, to disciple them in experiencing life as it was meant to be experienced. I would just ask you to take a pack of five invitations and whatever the Lord leads you to do. Because friends, we are disciple-making family. The first thing we have to do is invite people. Be praying for our ministry. Be praying that God would bring more people who don't know Jesus so they can hear this wonderful invitation that He has for them. He says, take my yoke upon you. And the yoke was, of course, one of the oxen. And many times we have our own yoke that we've made ourselves. And it certainly is a burdensome one. But Jesus Christ says, no, come and follow my example. Come and live the way I believe life should be lived. And learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Man, that is the creator of the universe inviting us to come to Him, and He will give us rest. And He will treat us with gentleness and humility, and we will find rest for our souls. Isn't that exciting? That's guaranteed to us. It's an amazing thing. And memorize those verses, I would encourage you to because... And you certainly do come in handy having that invitation in your mind and regularly coming uh, before uh, the Lord. Well, let's look at how we can uh, rest in God. Three things. First, be still before God. Be still before God. Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Let's read that together. Be still and know that I am God. Say it again. Be still and know that I am God. Hmm. Be still. That's hard to do. And you got kids that are just full of energy and they're driving you crazy because you're trying to get something constructive done. And they continue to mess up whatever you do. And there's here and there and everywhere. And you're stressed out. And so you sit them down on the couch and you say, please, please for me, just sit down and be quiet. Your mother's crying. 
So the kid sits there for a couple of minutes. You know, Wanda, he loves you. He's back at it again, right? Uh, Some of you women are saying, I married that guy. (laughs) I married that kid, that is. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah, we, we just keep moving. We keep looking for what's going to satisfy. Now, here is something very important to understand, okay? Uh, tending your soul is not like going to the McDonald's drive-thru. I love McDonald's drive-thru. Yeah, I'm a Diet Coke fan. and just say, yeah, give me Diet Coke. Give him a buck. They gave me a Diet Coke. I drink it. It feels good. No. No, it's not like that. You see, we are to be disciples. We're teaching each other to be disciples. So we need to discipline ourselves to be still with God because It just doesn't come up here at a party and somebody says, hey, let's all stop and be still before God. What do you think? No. It doesn't happen on its own. You've got to decide that you want to receive what God has for you and be refreshed by it by making a decision. Like David said in Psalm 131.2, but I, David, have calmed And quieted my soul, like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. He said, and I did it. Took a lot of work. Took some effort. But I was able, through God's power, to slow down enough to spend time with God. Like a weaned child, a trained child. I train my soul. That's what we need to do as well. Greg Grosser was talking about the fact that he struggles with workaholism. And so he went to a counselor once about it. And the counselor said, okay, this is what you need to do. Focus on God and nothing else. Focus on God and nothing else. And Greg was thinking, well, that's just stupid. First of all, who has time for that? Second of all, that's easy. Third, I'm paying 95 bucks for this. I'm getting more frustrated by the minute. You know, give me something good. The counselor said, you know, you just go and be still before God. Mm. It's such a simple thing. But it's such a profound thing. And some people say, well, I don't have, I don't have time to, to sit there for five minutes and focus on God. Friends, you cannot afford not to have the time to do that. You're rushing around trying to get everything done and, and meet your needs, meet your family's needs and things like that. You need time alone with God to slow down and to recognize that you are a child of God. And he wants to give you rest. You see, of course, as you know, God created man in order to have a relationship with God. So, again, if you're not nurturing your soul or 
You're not a Christ follower. That's an empty spot. So it just makes sense. If God made us to have a relationship with Him, and that's through our soul, that we better be committed to spending time cultivating it. Now, our culture and our impatience says, no, I'd rather do a task. No. This is an important discipline that will feed you. The second thing is just to wait for Him. Just to wait for Him as you're sitting in stillness. Psalm 37, 7 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Wait patiently. (laughs) Some of us say, God, give me patience and give it to me now. (laughs) I need it. Sometimes I'll go to Aldi to pick up my favorite cereal. And I'll get in front of a woman who is stocking her cart for her ten children for the next three weeks. She's got two carts. It's like ridiculous, you know. And here I'm standing back here. You mean I have to wait? Now I know this woman is logical and loving. So I kind of get over to the side and uh, it's about <laughs> just one 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 box of cereal. That's it. I entertain her in conversation. Hey, I'm buying my favorite cereal today. What's your favorite cereal? (laughs) Sometimes they still don't get it. Don't they realize it's all about me and my life and where I have to be? And obviously you've got a ton of groceries there and you are slowing me down. That's the way we are, aren't we? That's why God needs to work. On our soul. Psalm 42, 11. This is our memory verse for September. We always want to encourage you guys to be involved in Bible memorization. So Psalm 42, 11. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Now David was going through a very difficult time. So I was trying to kill him and things of that nature. Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. So, I mean, David was chased for years. Talk about waiting. He's supposed to be the king. But God said, wait. And what David did is he reflected back on all that God had done for him and the things that he would do in the future. Greg Groeschel uh, Talks about Andy Stanley and the way he does his morning time with God. Andy Stanley says, I wake up early every day so I don't have to worry about the time. And I just open up God's Word and I start to read His Word and I wait for something to speak to me. And then when it speaks to me, I just stop and I meditate on what God said. And he said, sometimes it might be one verse. I just read one verse and then I'm done and that's it. Sometimes it's a chapter. 
Sometimes it's five chapters. But I just keep reading and I wait until God speaks to me. Then I just let His Word be planted deep within my soul. That's a really cool way to do it, right? You're studying through a book in the Bible, whatever. You just pick out a passage, a psalm, and you read it. And you wait for the Holy Spirit to nudge you and say that. That's what I got for you today. Now take it. Take it throughout the day. And let it change your soul. Psalm 130, 5 through 6 says, I wait for the soul. No, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in His Word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchman for the morning. More than watchman for the morning. Now, what's he talking about here? Well, he is talking about soldiers who would stand on the wall there, Jerusalem, and they'd stay there all night watching for approaching enemies. So they could tell everybody else, hey, there's somebody coming. But what really do they watch for, though? And just looking out in the darkness, they're watching. For the morning to come. Watching for the morning. Now do you think that these guys are sitting here? I'm not sure that sun is going to come up. It's never happened before, but it's me. It's probably not going to come up today. Well, of course not. The sun comes up every day. Guaranteed. Until you die or Jesus takes us home, that sun is coming up. Every day, right on time. So, my soul waits for the Lord more than watchman for the morning. What is he saying? He's saying, if I wait for God to meet my needs, to satisfy my soul, it's guaranteed that it's going to happen. Just as the sun rises, God guarantees they will satisfy your soul if you wait. Sometimes you have to wait a month. Sometimes you have to wait a couple of years. Sometimes you have to wait Ten years? It's hard. Oh, it's so hard. Sometimes you have to wait until you go to heaven. But he is going to satisfy your soul. That is a promise that's found here. Reflecting God's goodness. Now, what I want to do is I want to give you an October challenge. You guys ready for that? An October challenge? Something new? Well, again, we're all disciples, and we've got to keep you know, developing our skills. And again, being still before God is one of those skills. You need to work at it. You have to go after it like David did. And the, the, you say, okay, Dan, you're saying that, you know, just sitting down and thinking of my God for about five minutes every day is going to help me? Yeah. It's not going to be right away, maybe. You're not going to you know, have a lightning bolt strike 
They come jumping out of the prayer room. But friends, you're learning how to feed your soul. You're learning how to feed your soul. Now, look what it says in Psalm 160. Return, O my soul, to your rest. So obviously the soul is restless. For the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. All right, so here's a challenge. Find five minutes somewhere where you can be alone. And during those five minutes every day, you're just going to think about God. You're going to think about the Almighty One. And five minutes is a long time if you're not practiced, right? Uh, oh, man, two minutes. Okay, okay. <laughs> and all the thoughts start to, you know, calm. Oh, i got to call that person. i got to do that project. And I know there's something good going on on Facebook. you got to train your mind to stay focused. And, and during this time, you can do whatever the Lord leads you to do. Maybe you want to meditate on a passage. Maybe you want to speak about a passage you've memorized and say it to God. Maybe you want to sing. You want to sing a song. To God. You know that, that God sings over us? Did you know that? He rejoices over us. I'd love to hear God's voice. My, oh, my. <laughs> what the verse says is, Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. So the whole idea of coming to build this relationship with God is not because what you want Him to do for you. No, no. What we see here is the psalmist saying, I'm going to think of all the things that God has done for me. I'm going to spend this time in thanksgiving. Spend this time in thinking about how faithful He's been over the years. There's a lot of different things, but you might want to imagine yourself in the throne room of God. You know, picturing the transcendence of God. Wow, it's God! He's Jehovah! Independent and holy. The friends. I'd say do it with a friend. I mean, in terms of keep, keep each other accountable and share your experiences with one another. Now, a lot of you already do this. That's great. Uh, but you can spend more time and just continue to grow in feeding uh, your soul. Well, some of us feel like our souls are just totally empty. Totally empty. That's because they are. Maybe you came today and you have never understood the gospel. You've never understood that Jesus Christ died on your behalf 
He died for the penalty that you deserve because of your sin. And that's the free gift that He wants to offer you. All your life you've been working, 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 trying to be good enough. Talked to a guy the other day. I got about a 60-40 chance. I told him how I could have a guarantee. (laughs) Right? That can be yours. How do I get that? Well, you just come before the Lord. We have a prayer here. Uh, There's just one way of putting it. In terms of Heavenly Father, save me from my sins. You know the word, I'm saved? That's what you're being saved from, the penalty of sins. Make me new. I believe Jesus died for me so I could live for you. Today I lose my life in you so I can find your life in me. Help me to find your rest, to live for your purposes, to love with your goodness. Thank you for my new life. I gave you mine. In Jesus' name, I pray. And this was similar. The decision and prayer that Alberta made two years ago. It made her child of God. And it sent her soul in the right direction. Ready to make that decision today? Holy Spirit kind of moving in you and you you kind of prideful saying, well, no, i got to do it myself and no, no, you just got to let go. Stand in humbleness before God. Say, oh God, I want that free gift. I'm tired of working for your love. And now I know that I don't have to do it. Well, if you'd be interested, pray along with me silently. Heavenly Father, save me from my sins. Make me new. I believe Jesus died for me. So I could live for you. Today I lose my life in you. So I can find your life in me. Help me to find your rest. To live for your purposes. To love with your goodness. Thank you for my new life. I give you mine. In Jesus' name, I pray. If you've made that decision, wow! <laughs> you're going to start a whole new adventure in your life. And you're going to experience a satisfaction you've never experienced before. God is going to fill the space that He designed for Himself in you. And uh, blessings will abound. Please tell us. Please write something down on Whatever piece of paper you have there, put your name and address and put it in one of the baskets as you leave. Because we're a disciple-making church. If anybody comes to Christ, I mean, oh, and all the angels are singing in heaven if one of you made that decision. So we want to be right there for you. Because now you need to be trained so you can live the life that God desires. Let's pray. Dear Holy Father, Thank you that you satisfy our souls. Ah, we so often forget this, Lord, and we go chasing after other stuff that we think will satisfy us. But I pray that all of us would take the October challenge and spend five minutes a day with you. It might be uncomfortable at first, 
But I pray that people, my friends, here, would experience a new depth of relationship with Jesus. In Christ's name, amen.